Hi, welcome back to Rate That Album, a back-and-forth album review between myself, Joseph Fremming, and my good friend, Paul Muadib. Paul, did you know if you give any one species too much rope, they'll fuck it up? I'm just hanging out here outside uh, the range. Just, you know, I got the bravery of being out of range from all that, Joe. Yeah. I'm surprised you didn't add, like, six extra words to that. that, Well, I I, I can't. I mean, I'm just a monkey sitting in the corner while there's a prophet reading from the book, and I don't understand what's going on. But meanwhile, I know there's a bank where there's Christians and Muslims and Jews and, and everyone praying. You want want, want me to keep going? Because I can keep going. Uh, Well, I mean, you are the... (laughs) Yeah, no, so... uh, (laughs) Yeah, I don't, we don't. I don't need you going too much further. (laughs) (laughs) We're already off the rails, Joe. We haven't got through the intro. (laughs) So, yeah, so... uh, The beginning of our first... When we started this podcast, we did a little album by Pink Floyd called A Momentary Lapse of Reason. We, neither of us, were fans. Mm-hmm. And I kind of want to, you know, I, I don't want to be repeating bands too much and all that, because I just, I'm not really that interested in that. But I figured, <laughs> why, what the hell, if we're going to take a shit on Gilmer and the, his crew, well, let's take a look at how uh, the other side of that coin Roger Waters. Nicky <laughs> 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 the, the infamous split between him and his bandmates. Uh, a split that led to lawsuits of him basically, you know, claiming he was Pink Floyd. Well, Paul, I hate to tell, tell you this, but after listening to this album, and this album is definitely his attempt to make a Pink Floyd album, he was not Pink Floyd. <laughs> no, and you know, I'm glad we picked this one, to be honest with you, because I do really enjoy Roger's first two solo albums, but they're not Floyd albums. They are purely Waters albums. See, I, and, I love uh, pros and cons of hitchhiking. So good. But, you know, so it's, like, it's kind of... He wrote that at the same time he's writing the wall. So it's right. Like, it's he's like, this is like him in a hot streak. Yep. I like that. And then I like, uh, oh, what was the, the last one he just did? Is this the life we really want? Yeah. Is that the, yes. Is this the life? Yeah. We and really I like that because it was different. It was mm-hmm. not him trying to make a Floyd album. Correct, sir. The one we're doing this week, Amused to Death. <laughs> um, from 1991, I believe, 1992. From 1992, his solo effort. This is him. And he's, I don't think he's ever admitted this, but I could tell listening to this that he was going out to prove his hypothesis that he was Pink Floyd. And the other guys were just kind of there. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely not the case. The, we finally, you know, we realize now. The band was the sum of all the parts. It it was. And the nice thing is, we were just talking about, um, before we started this podcast, how last week's album, the, the uh, R. Kelly one, we spent a lot of time on the lawsuits and shit, right? And we're going to have to revisit that. Well, the nice thing about getting into this and anything else we do, individual Floyd members going forward is, 
we hit all that shit on the last fucking podcast. Yeah. We we went in depth into the lawsuits. If you really want to know what that is, go back, listen to I think it was season two, momentary lapse of reason. Um, might have even been season one. I think it was um, season one. It was one I, of the first ones. It's one of the first okay, yeah, yeah. It might have been season one. And um <clears throat> yeah, um boy, howdy. Um and he's he's <laughs> Waters now says that was a big mistake on his part to do doing that. Well, no shit. Well, yeah, you know, again, we've we, we, we've drawn the comparisons. It's so funny to me, even though how I I don't know exactly the fallout between Pink Floyd so much as we do the very public Genesis fallout, which was how awful they what they did to Gabriel and Gabriel's still like. Yeah, they're all right, guys. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're still all cool. Like, you could not get Waters and Gilmer in a room again Dude, uh, it, without, like, lawyers present. I mean, it's just, it's the, it deteriorated. Uh, and there was a lot. You know, they weren't like, really friends anyway. No. They were just band men, bandmates. So it's like, it's weird because that was in a time when people just started bands and they didn't really have to know one another. I think these days more people start bands with their friends. Uh-huh. So, yeah. I mean, it well, is what it is. And I think, you know, I mean, we, we've read the documentaries. We've talked a little bit about it. There was always kind of an animosity by Waters of Gilmore coming in and essentially replacing um, Barrett. Yeah. And well, it's funny because, you know, we talk about the lawsuit, but, one of the, <laughs> you know, Barrett said, set the precedent of a member leaving and the band going on, which kind of screwed We kind of screwed him over. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, you will, will I mean, yeah. now I'm thinking about it. I really wish I would have picked Madcap Laughs because at least I, probably, I, I enjoy that album a lot. Hey, we can, it's still on the table. It's don't well, we worry. Can always, you know, we, we can always pick it. But I will say before we get into it, because God, I, I there is going to be a lot of doldrums. <laughs> see, that's was used in a Pink Floyd. Um, anyways, um, see, like waters, you're recycling water. Uh, I, I am, yeah, I am, I am, I'm, recy- I am I'm, re- I'm recycling Floyd references. Shamelessly um, referencing old albums that remind us we could have been listening to better Pink Floyd <laughs> albums. That should be basically. The, the review of Amused to Death. You could be listening to a better Waters album. You, you could be. And 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 the thing is, again, Radio Chaos and um, and um, uh, Pros and Cons and uh, the last one he did. God, I can't, it's been I, – I, I apologize. I don't know that one as well as I do these other ones. Um, I can't just name it off the top of my head. Um, it, th- with this one particularly throughout the entire album, like even the first, well, I mean, I don't know, we'll get into it, but you listen to it and you go, Oh, he's trying to emulate, uh, he's trying to emulate, um, Oh shit, Joe, I'm, I'm blanking. Well, there's, look, there's a lot. He's emulating parts of a lot of Floyd stuff. And I have those in the notes for particular songs, but let's just all right get out there. There's my favorite song in this album, pretty much explicitly references echoes breathe in the air and shine on you crazy diamond and that's what god wants part three like yep. it's shameless it's very it's shameless. fucking shameless <laughs> it's very 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 shameless um yeah god damn it joe i'm blanking and this is so terrible of me but I, i've been i've been on the road for four days for work um 
You're really was, Gilmer in this. I, I am. I am. The what was the fucking keyboardist name in Pink Floyd Rick, again? Right, Richard. Rick. Thank you. Thank you. The, <sighs> Richard Wright was responsible for a lot of the early style kind of melodies and chord changes. The strongest and musician. He was the strongest musician, and you can really hear what is an obvious imitation. Mm-hmm. It's to it throughout this and i and i'm saying it now because it's through the entire album there's not one song where i didn't feel maybe one or two where that wasn't happening so i'd rather say it now than have to say it every single song um yeah fuck all right um and so fall so now let's kind of get into it because yeah did you know that waters considers this the third of his great works number one being the dark side of the moon Two, The Wall, and three, Amused to Death. No, he doesn't. Yeah. Are you fucking for real? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm turning in the dolomite. Bitch, are you for real? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, It's, uh, you know, he kind of puts those three up as his great works, and... One is not like the others, and <laughs> one of these fucks is not like the other. One of these fuckheads doesn't belong. Um, so, <laughs> so I, I have a list I, of grievances, uh, a long list of grievances for this album. Wow. Guys, wow. I haven't heard this in probably twenty-five years, Paul. I bought Joe. the CD. I bought. I remember in high school, I was going through my Floyd phase, and I bought yep. all the solo albums. Me too. And I listened to this once, and it was one and done. Bam! I'm like, yeah. And I remember it, I'm like, I remember liking it. And then like I'm listening to it, and I'm like, I don't like this. So I started to have flashbacks once it got past a certain song. And I was like, oh my God, this is the album that once it got past this point, I went, that was that's to me, that's the album. I'm done, I'm out. And like, because I did the same thing, Joe, we talked about it in our last one. I bought all the Pink Floyd albums in order and then went out and bought all the fucking solo works in order. And that's how I got into Floyd and really explored Floyd. Um, he's going to fucking put this on his three and not pros and cons like that's. I would even put, look, I'd put the final cut above pros and cons. I mean, I, okay. If it's Roger Waters, great works. I mean, sure. But I don't know. I There's just something about pros and cons that I absolutely love a little more. I mean, and it's debatable, obviously. It's all semantic or, so you know, subjective. It's opinion. Yeah, it's all opinion. Yeah, it's all opinion. But there is just, there's this thing. And I think the reason why is I felt the, 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 the concept story was it's more... Strong was very strong in pros and cons and it was a little more intriguing. So I felt a little more invested into it than I did where I felt like the final cut was final cut was just leftover songs from the wall. Which is just leftover song. Yeah. Yeah. And tried to make it cohesive. But, you know, right? if I'm going to go with his great works, I'd, I'd throw animals above animals. Oh I'd, my God. I, I love animals. Here above those. Like it's the things that went multi multi platinum and still get played on radio. You mean yeah, that great people works? Still, people still like. Yeah. 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 Uh huh. Um, well, so, yeah. This is. Uh, and Waters has become. Let's get into it. Has become a little problematic. <laughs> we'll just say that. So I, I, he's getting mush. <laughs> you know, he he's getting mush. Okay, dude. so settle down, buckle in, folks. I got. 
an hour and a half of <laughs> dissertation on the problematics of Roger Waters. This is the payback for the R. Kelly last <laughs> Oh, fucking fantastic. All right. Uh, no, Let I'm me not buckle that, up. But, uh, so Waters is one of those weird guys. Like, I agree with him on, like, probably 90% of uh, po- the politics. 100%. And then there's that 10% Ooh. that I don't agree with, but he's oddly really vocal and loud about that 10 percent um you know stumping for putin and like i know people are gonna get mad at us because this is touchy and like his stand his super fans are just gonna i don't care they're we're we're wrong and we're misinterpreting and like when you're stumping for putin you're you've lost the plot man you're stumping for putin and you're saying china didn't doesn't have like human rights violations like what are you talking what the fuck are you s s fucking tibet (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and so Jesus yeah he's Christ. like he's at the point now where frankfurt germany banned him from playing because they call they call him and say he's anti-semitic now this is like the weird thing the line like i don't think he's anti-semitic he's just very super critical of israel yeah you i'm sure you are mm-hmm and, and I'm I part think a lot of times that gets conflated. I'm, I'm part Jewish. I want to make that very okay. not 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 Santos Jewish. I am part Jewish. So yeah, but yes. But I have like my critiques of that. But I and I think a lot of times when you criticize Israel, you get labeled as an anti-Semite. And I think that happened to him and a lot of things. But then I listen to this album. He drops some hard J's on here, Paul, <laughs> and he drops some hard J's on the wall. He, yeah, yeah, there is. But the wall, at least, it's from a character who is becoming a fanatic, who is a fanatic, who's just, you know, that's, you know, pink in the wall, you know, he's just unleashing all this hatred that's built up or whatever. So I can get that. It's from a character. And here I am like, whoa. (laughs) Uh, uh, Asian slurs on this album, like Jesus, like you know, he does it on the final cut too. So I think he does kind of have a, a race a race problem, Paul. Um, you y- you think a little uh, bit, a little, a, a little bit, a little bit. Y- yeah, he's yeah. a little problematic. He's a little problematic. Just and a smidge. <laughs> just, 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 just a tidgen, just a tidgen. Um, and it, it's it's okay to call that out, right? It definitely is. Yeah. Um, yeah. He. And again, I, there is a difference between God. I'm gonna get pretty fucking canceled for me saying this, Joe. But I'm gonna oh, do God, it. Paul. I'm oh, gonna George Costanza. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, I know. You could go George Costanza. I'll, I'll put him up. <laughs> That's my. <laughs> and I'll have me, and I'll have the the gif of me running into the fucking landmine. <laughs> um, I'm Willem Dafoe right now. Uh, um. You can be critical of something without being an ist. And there's that fine line there. And I wouldn't go far as to say he, as you said, he's anti-Semitic. But boy, does he lean in hard on his criticisms and goes places that he shouldn't. I think that's the more diplomatic way of me saying it. Yeah. 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 I don't, I don't condone it again can't condone it no, no. um it's, it's tough because he's probably one of my favorite he's probably my favorite songwriter at least he's in like the top mm-hmm. for me like it, like you know his lyrics and music with floyd and everything 
you know, very formative on me growing up. So it's tough, <laughs> you know, and it's that whole like never meet your heroes thing. Don't read about your heroes. I remember reading Pink Floyd books when we were in high school and I'm like, oh, God, this guy's just a raging asshole. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's one of the problems. And it, again, you know, and the thing is, is that when you listen to what he's saying, 90 percent of again as you said i agree with mm-hmm. i agree with um it's that 10 percent, and he gets weirdly loud about it and i don't know why mm-hmm. it's always that 10 percent where i'm just like oof oh well and i think it's the one that shut up about it. he just keeps like you know, <laughs> well and i think there's two things going on there right there's that adage about back in the day which doesn't work anymore. It doesn't work anymore. And people need to understand this. And publicity teams need to understand this. There is such thing now as bad publicity. There didn't used to be anything that got you in the news. But now in social media and the fact that people can look up anything in the matter of seconds and go, well, you're a terrible fucking person. I want nothing to do with you. And they can now organize in the matter of fucking a minute against you. Bad publicity is bad publicity. But it's that's getting him. Oh, look at my I'm reading my name in the papers because I said this. So I think there's part of that leaning into it. Me? Oh, I'm sorry. Donald Trump? <laughs> he just says things to get his name out in the press. Like, you know, like Roger, you know, he got mad at like a Toronto newspaper because they reviewed a Drake show instead of his. Like, dude, you've been touring yeah. since the 1960s. How many reviews out of Toronto do you need? I, I, well, and that's exactly like, well, it's the same thing we've seen literally a thousand times. <laughs> um, just now he's older, can't sing as much and move around the stage anymore. Back. Wh- what's the weather, Jim? I mean, that's really all you need. Right. Yeah. So let's, so now this, this is kind of getting amused. Okay. And I got, a. Okay. there's a bunch of things going against it for me, Paul. Okay. okay. One, his voice is fucking shot. It is shot in this album. It's, it's terrible. It's mm-hmm. fucking terrible. And so he relies on backup singers. And it destroys those songs for me. Just absolutely destroys them for me. I hate them. I hate it. Uh, it it's. And here's the thing. I've seen him live numerous times. And when he's touring and stuff, his, vo- his voice, because he's exercising it actually, sounds like it did in the 70s. At least when I saw him like do the Dark Side of the Moon uh, in the Flesh tour, his voice was pretty on point. When I saw him do The Wall like 10 years ago, his voice sounded great here because he probably hasn't really toured or recorded and he's been sucking down heaters for fucking decades. <laughs> his voice is just completely shot on. Yeah. And it, it doesn't, it really, it hurts the product. It, I'm sorry. And it's one of those times, like the whole time I'm thinking is like, if he had, Gilmer on this, if this was like an actual Floyd album, a lot of those vocal duties would have been picked up by him. Would have been picked up by Gilmer and, and it would have worked. It would have sounded a lot better. This also, is... he's not reined in. These songs are too wordy. We talked about this a little bit with Lamb Lies Down on Broadway. When... Oh, we did. Yeah. 
And it's the same here. It's so many lyrics he's throwing out that, one, they're not really memorable because there's so many of them. Like, you'll pick up here and there, but it's not like – it doesn't feel focused. So he's well, just kind of ra- – there's times where he's just rambling over music. Joe, you know me. I love my concept albums. I love my story albums. You know this. This is – this is it's my bag. It's my thing. It's my love. Okay. Even I, at, at at some point in my notes, and I'll get to it when I get to it, where I go, this is too fucking dense. Mm. And you're, you're, re- you're losing me. And I'm really, oddly enough, somewhat of the target audience of what this would be for. You know yeah. what I mean? I, am, I would be too. It's too fucking wordy. It's too wordy to the point where the... The lyrics don't even fit into the melodies on certain songs. Mm-hmm. That is a problem. Mm-hmm. And it's almost the opposite of what he, how he approached Dark Side of the Moon. When he approached Dark Side of the Moon with the lyrics, he kind of kept it simple and with the melody, inspired basically from how Sid, Sid Barrett wrote Piper at the Gates of Dawn, keep, the, keep it kind of simple. It worked. Stupid simple. Yeah, stupid, keep it simple, stupid. stupid. Yep, keep it simple. Uh, mm-hmm. And so, but here it's, it's like it's a fucking rambling at times nonsense. And and that's the thing. Again, if you have a cohesive story or even something that's an overarching storyline, you're typically gonna have me, right? Like I've been able to look at certain albums and be like i can see the theme i can see where this could technically be considered a concept album but this actually gets to the point where i go it's not anymore because you went in the 15 different you're telling just because you can tell more doesn't mean you fucking should yeah and does it and doesn't more context doesn't necessarily mean better. Yep. Right. Right. And it's also show. Don't tell. That's what mm. made the all work. That's what made co- pros and cons work. Mm. He was creating more visually with his lyrics here. It's just him. Oh, it, it, it's, it's rambling. It's, it's monologues. It's exposition. It's, it's everything, m- but a song. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. At times, absolutely. And the thing is, is that musically, it's not interesting enough at times no. to carry the weight of what he's doing either. Now, it wasn't until we did that. Actually, I, I, I must have been. It must have been like an algorithm that they saw. I was listing this album over and over, and I saw an, a news article pop up where they talked about the late Jeff Beck working on this album. And I went really um well there's... if you're gonna try to recreate if you're gonna be mr i'm mr pink floyd you're gonna have to hire one of the best guitarists in the world to right. recreate that gilmer sound kind of and 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 the thing is is that if but you're not utilizing him and you're using him as a tool much like you were in final cut and you're not <clears throat> using him create. You're just you're telling him what to do when you should have probably maybe brought him in creatively. And I feel like this could have been a really good album and probably a classic. Had and I have it in my early notes right here. 
Rodgers uh, should be producing, playing bass, and being in the creative process, but not <clears throat> singing and working with a group on this. That's that's one of the early notes I have on this on this album. Yeah. Uh, well, I wouldn't want him playing bass on here too. Paul, he's historically one of the worst musicians in Pink Floyd. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's been rumored that Gilmore had to record his bass lines for the albums a lot. <clears throat> oh, really? What What about that wonderful uh, one he wrote on um, Pipers at the Gates of Dawn? Oh, he references that on here too, Paul. This Eesh. is this is an album that just he okay. I'm going to say what I do like about this album. Okay. Say what you do like okay. about it. Uh, he's good at creating atmosphere. hundred percent. He's very, so like all these samples and all these things like, you know, creating mood, uh, digitally with samples and all that. It, it's really impressive. And, you know, you can see where he brought that to Pink Floyd and that made it magical, mm -hmm. but he's not with Pink Floyd anymore. And he's calling all the shots. And so it, you get this kind of cool atmosphere. And then it's just fucking just drowned in a sea of fucking verbal diarrhea. <laughs> it's just as he's throwing everything at the wall. No doctor, pun intended. Doctor, doctor, I'm in bed. Do, 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 do. Remember, he wrote, he wrote the worst, one of the worst Pink Floyd songs. Of all time, <clears throat> of all time, of all, of all time. time. <clears throat> well, and Umaguma. Let's just let's just we pretend well, we don't Umaguma. talk about it. <laughs> exactly. We <laughs> rule of Pink Floyd fans <laughs> number one. You don't talk about Umaguma. Don't uh, ask. Don't take a request for that album, Paul. <laughs> oh, I get the fucking podcast. You know what, man? I won't see. Here's my thing. I will not rehash. If we've done a band. I don't want to go back and redo a different album. That's why I try. That's why I like to bring up other art things that they Same did. Here. Like I'm yeah. not, a, I'm not totally against it. I just probably won't. Yeah. If we do another Floyd album, I'd probably pick Piper. Uh, right. It feels like a completely different band. And, and we are going back and doing our Kelly. We're kind of breaking the rule, but that's because we're going to do Taylor Swift when she redoes 1989 as well. Exactly. But, but those are like more like we can make the rules. We're fucking in charge. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you guys. Why am I explaining myself? To yeah, we don't our podcast? You sons of bitches. Why are you out there with your pitchforks right now? <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> why am I explaining myself? Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> he's creating good atmosphere but yes it's, again it's just it's gone to waste because it the songs aren't these aren't strong songs except for and the one the strong songs and he keeps you know what god wants parts whatever yep that's not even that good and well, we'll get to it when we talk about it because i have thoughts about <laughs> white guy blues paul like well, no we've discussed this before we've discussed white guy blues my man um, and the thing is, is that I will say, I feel up to a certain point. I was like, this is, I understand what you're saying. You, you got me. And then a particular song kicks in. I'm going to guess you already know where it is. And I go, oh, do we move albums? So now we're talking about different things and now we're going back to, and now because wait a minute. Yeah. So yeah. again, it's it, it's a concept album. I feel like a name only, or 
maybe only Roger knows what the actual fucking concept is because it's basically it starts with like an ape yep. gorilla watching TV and flipping through channels. Yes, and my understanding was this was so also kind of a finger to Stanley Kubrick because he wanted to do something, use some samples or something, and Kubrick wouldn't let him while Kubrick was alive. Yeah. And then, and then, like after well, Kubrick, hell. Okay, was that what it was? Okay, yeah. I, I knew something about that. And then after Kubrick died, it was kind of like, haha, I can do what I want, fucker. And <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, yeah, it's, you know, whatever. <laughs> whatever, Paul. Let's get this game. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Here's the thing, you know, again, uh, it's a, this was a rough because, again, he's one of my favorite songwriters. And it's just, it sucks when you hear something from somebody you really like and it's not good. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I messaged you and we kind of had like the reverse Motley Crue conversation. We did. We did. Like, I was we like, did. how can anybody like this? And you're like, I love it. Yep. And the thing is, there are things I do love about it. Oh, and I, that's the Don't thing. get me wrong. There's things on here I like, but like, do I like it enough to ever listen to this album again, Paul? No. There's certain, there's actually certain songs that are on my playlist from this album. That's depressing. But, but that's <laughs> look, fuck, fuck off. Uh, you listen to Motley Crue in my mind. That's depressing. Well, um, <laughs> I'm not listening to having the fucking Perfect Sense Part Two on my fucking playlist. <laughs> hey, hey, it's more like a late, late home tonight Part Two, sir. No, we're um, watching TV with Gold Don Henley. Oh <laughs> God, fuck! I have notes on that too. I have notes on that fucking song. Let's. Yeah, let's get in. Let's, let's, so, let's, so let's, it's, so, let's get the ballad of Bill Hubbard. Which I, you know, okay, I like, I like, again, this is creating the atmosphere. Uh-huh. This is basically the, what speak to me was the dark side of the moon, you know, kind of setting up the vibe. And it's and what I was assuming was going to be the concept. Yep. And, you know, but I basically, this is basically a Floyd opening. That's what I, I, I have written down here. I said Jeff Beck guitar is great for a very Floyd, very um, um, Rick Wright sound mm-hmm. that's going with it. And I love like the play of the guitar. And I like the back, like the guitar work on the song is really fucking The guitar well. work on the album, what Jeff Beck does is great. Like, it's great. I mean, there's a reason why he's considered one of the greatest guitarists of all time. He's not like mm-hmm. personal favorite of mine, but like I see, I understand talent. I see it and he has it and he does good work on this steaming pile shit of an album. Mm-hmm. He, yes, sir. Yes, <laughs> and sir. So, and so we get this Floydy and dreamy, uh, uh, you know, surreal you hear, you know, the and here's the thing. This is an album where Waters keeps going back to the well. So there's many things that he's already done via the wall with the TV samples and all this shit. And it's all very reminiscent of <laughs> everything he's done before. And it's not like Lynch doing the return where he's kind of going and paying homage to it. This is just him just like I creatively bankrupt. I don't know. He accused Floyd of that. I'm going to accuse him of that. And, and they're both they're both creatively bankrupt well, as far as I'm and, concerned. 
and well, yeah, but I will say there is uh, parts of these feel like they're almost leftover ramblings or, um, or, or, well, just, I mean, or like we're on the cutting room floor or we're, um, maybe melodies or notes or whatever it was, um, that were on radio chaos. Um, because there is some radio chaos throughout this, um, <clears throat> and which is fine, but I, again, uh, you and I both loving pros and cons that was so successful. Go back to that. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, I, I kind of like the story that's being told. It's I, I, the voice, everything they had on it was kind of like, okay, this is engaging. This is going to be interesting. Uh, you might, you got me, you, you got me. I, your, your opening chapter has got me where you're going with it. And well, and, the, and then we get what God wants part one, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're like, yeah, what are you bringing us? What are you giving us, Roger? He's giving us white guy blues, Paul. <laughs> this song, sounds like, this song sounds like something. A shitty bandit legends would be playing. Backup singers like, oh my god. The thing oh is though, god. what it, he's saying lyrically, okay, I know it's white guy blues, okay? Yeah. But but there's no but it's no there is blues. it's obnoxious. <clears throat> it's it's somewhat, but having been someone who I still consider myself somewhat of a theologian. I understand the the where he's coming from with this, and I tend to see it the way he does it, Joe. Again, I think if honestly Gilmore and like the Floyd people were there, they would have been like, "Yeah, that's cool," but you're coming across white guy blues. Let's make it more about the religious themes you're trying to hit on, right? Yeah, nobody reigning a man, right? So I understand, and I like what he's trying and in some parts what he's saying there but yeah it does get some what of it right like 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 that beginning the kid in the corner looked at the priest fingering his pale blue japanese guitar and he can't even finish the sentence he can't even finish the lyrics his voice is because his, his voice, voice is, is so shot. shot and he has the backup singer doing the yep. Melody, yep. and it's and I don't necessarily mind that throwback, that backing vocal oh, throwback. I, 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 I so there's, much. there's things, there are definitely songs that I hate it on, right? I don't necessarily mind it here, but would it have been a hundred percent, no doubt question, more successful if Roger Waters didn't have the fucking ego that he has. And he could have sat back and been like, hey, I'm going to produce this. I'm going to record this. I'm going to write this. And you're going to sing it, whoever. Right? It would or, have been better. Or if he would have just, if this would have been a Floyd album, those vo these main vocals on here. Gilmer, G well, Gilmer would have been, Gilmer would have been set. Yeah, that would have made made the song a, a lot better. But we didn't get these hypothetical balls. We got this steaming pile of shit of a song. We sure did. Whole and like again, I like you know, I get what he's saying, but he's also going back to the old. You know, he's doing the chanting and the refraining, and he'd already done this successfully with Eclipse or Dogs. 
Like he's just this. This is this is this album's nothing but him going to his old bag of tricks, but it's not working because there's nothing. Maybe there's a coherence to this album that I'm missing. I no. I don't know. It just doesn't. No. It, Joe, <laughs> I don't know. No, sir. No, I'm really gonna say you're not. There's not a cohesive that you're missing, because right now it's cohesive. I the the going from Billy to this. Yeah. I could kind of see where he's going with it, right? And I actually do kind of like the song, but I, he says some racial slurs in here. And again, <laughs> yeah, and again, I get what he's trying to, like how he's using it, but probably not the way that a British English musician should be referring to the Spanish population. Um, I there's a there was a better way of saying it. Yeah, yeah, Paul. Yeah, yeah. Again, yeah, yeah. This is an album where, like, in theory, and a lot of these ideas would work. It's just like the execution just. Hilariously fell flat on its face. Joe, I, there was a time when we were at Legends, I wanted to do this for karaoke, and then I remembered that particular line was in it. And <laughs> so I was so like, you, you decided to go on Not Now, John? <laughs> I decided to go on the Not Now, John, which you remember me doing. And, and, and I was then quite later, shocked by your, your anti-Asian slurs. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and, then I, uh, and then I decided to kick it up a notch and do 99 Problems. Yeah, yeah. And then he did the, the second in the flesh. That yep. Choice. That, 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 hey, what you, and then I did Lou Reed's <laughs> Caroline <laughs> Says Part 2. Oh, <laughs> and boy, God. that brought the bar down, let me tell you. Uh, now, now we go to Perfect Sense Part one, Paul, where we're talking about te- te- technical manuals and the Joint Chiefs of Staff. Jesus Christ. This is a- too wordy. I wrote it in all caps like a <laughs> like an yeah. angry, like 60-year-old uncle, like, shut up! <laughs> <laughs> it's too wordy, man. These There's just too many words. I get it. He's a songwriter. But fucking calm down. Yeah. I, I was it's saying... He's got the backup singer carrying the song for him because he but, shot his voice. Well, I looked at that more as a duet, in a way, when she oh, kind of took over. <laughs> but of course I would, because that's what's happening. It's not a deal. I want to know. Who, I, I didn't know who that was, but I actually enjoyed her singing on it. Until when, it's like she had a deal with so many words that didn't fit the melodies that she ends up being saying really awkward things about technical manuals and the joint chiefs of staff. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and, the and the hands, song. and then they gave him command of a nuclear submarine and sent him back in the search of the Garden of Eden. Who? I mean, again, again, I get what he's trying to say, and the thing is, there's a better way of doing it, right? Yeah, I think there's a better way to do this entire album, but he there, already uh, he already he's already done that. It was called 
his run of Dark Side of the Moon through the wall through well, fro- frozen cons of it. I, I, I mean, he's, I, like, there's nothing. Here's another thing that's frustrating. There's nothing new. He's there's no real new ground he's going over. On this and, and and even even his own solo works. You look at a lot of the things that he's doing in it. He already said these things in pros and cons. He already said these things in radio chaos, and they were done better, more entertaining in those ways. I understand that. Radio Chaos to a lot of people is a middling album. Totally understandable. I'm I not get a fan it. Of Radio Chaos, but I mean, pers- again, I'm just there's there's things about it that I that I can. I mean, it's not like something I listen to even once a year. It's something where I'm like, I remember liking that and listening to it and being like, yeah, that's all right. I'm glad I heard that again, but I don't need to hear it again for a couple of years, right? Um, Let me guess, that was not your experience with Amused to Death. Um. <sighs> <laughs> Uh, you know what this when we get needed, when we, no, you know what this concept album needed paul <laughs> more racial slurs needed rosie the nosy neighbor with her <laughs> what's she gonna do with that against them guns <laughs> she's a real og <laughs> we need the oo we need the real og to get command of that nuclear submarine and make the <laughs> brokers on wall street say don't make us laugh you're a real smart kid fuck yeah, you it gets waters. Maybe <laughs> listen to the greatest concept album, Trapped in the Closet, fix this album. Maybe, maybe Waters' problem was Twin Peaks wasn't out yet. Or what? No, it was because this was like '93, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, he had, yeah, he didn't watch Firewalk with me. That was his problem, Joe. <laughs> that was his problem. He had um, a lot of problems with this album, Paul. Fuck my life. Yeah. 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 Oh, it's it's I mean, PP Arnold. It, it's, hey. I, I looked it up. It's PP Arnold. I wanted to respect the 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 the, the, the vocalist because it is a good vocalist. I mean, PP Arnold is a is a good singer. Um, it so. doesn't mean anything. Like feeling to be a good guitarist, but it was on a fucking album of shit. I don't give a fuck, Paul. <laughs> like, mm, I'm just saying, PP Arnold was good shit. But yes, uh, she did Angel of the Morning, dude. She did Angel of the Morning. Joe. Good for her, Paul. Anyway, we're doing meanwhile, perfect she, sense did, part she did per- perfect sense part one, Paul. Shut the fuck up. All right, move on. <laughs> You're moving on. You're talking about some backup singer I don't know jack shit about. Fucking calm down, Paul. She's not she's a soul singer from the 60s. She's really fucking good, Joe. Well, good for her, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I'll sign up for her newsletter, but we gotta move this along. <laughs> she puts out a zine every Friday. Um, oh, yeah, so <laughs> perfect sense part two. So <laughs> this is a this is a baseball game on here, Paul. <laughs> and uh, his voices, his vocals again are just shot. And again, maybe he just uh, exercised his voice and put the heaters down for a little bit. <laughs> I might have been a little more forgiving on this album, but I think he's like only in his 40s on this album, Paul. Maybe 50s, and he sounds like he's 75. Joe, I have two words written down. Marv Albert. <laughs> That's all I cared about. Marv Albert was on was on here talking about fucking war as a game. And I was like, "That's really Marv Albert." He got Marv. He got Marv. Got that Roger Waters money. You know, he's a hardcore socialist, but, you know, he lives in the United States for the tax breaks, Paul. You know, 
you got that going for you, which is nice. Um, yeah, no, the only thing that was worthwhile in this was, I mean, and again, the war to the to a, a game, and yeah, and I like that. I wrote it sounds like a Clapton song. It it does. It does. And I was but, just like, oh god. But remember, Clapton worked with him on pros and cons. So again, he's stealing from everybody. You talk about being morally bankrupt and creatively bankrupt. He went, guy, I worked with Clapton once. I bet I could make a song like Clapton. I think that's really what happened. <laughs> it here. Sounds like it's something from his crappy eighties album. Like, oh god, Roger, go yeah. to the seventies at least. <laughs> but f- I will say. Doing? I did like the clever writing. I will say I like the chorus, the clever writing of the, yeah, it did. all makes perfect sense expressed in dollars and cents, pounds, shillings, and pence. Yeah. And I was like, that's clever lo- songwriting. Yeah. And unfortunately it's buried. It is. And here comes the players. <laughs> As I speak now to you, the captain has his crosshairs. Oh shit. Is that the law? Am I going to jail for fighting someone? Oh fuck. <laughs> oh, Marv. Oh, Marv. Oh, Fuck. Yeah. That's all it's got going for it is Marv Albert, really. Um, The bravery of being out of range. I, this song's on a lot of my playlists. Yeah, this is a good song. Again, it's, it's too wordy. It's going to be a constant thing. Like he is. I love it. I don't think this one works for it. It's got it. I love some of the things like the biting satire, but you know, a comfort of a friend only be upstaged at the end by the Uzi machine gun. Does the recoil remind you, remind you of sex old man? What the hell are you going to kill next? Oh, chef's kiss, sir. That is magnifique right there. Thank you. If anything, I'm happy for this album for that fucking reason. Like that's really good. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> okay, fine. Fuck you. It's not as strong as lyric, man. Like we're just, we're scraping the bottom here. I still think there's some good stuff on this song. There's, and, there's good and, stuff. I like and, the song. It's again, but again, it's too wordy. And but I I love the message. I I Beck's guitar work on it is fucking yeah, fantastic. Is, the backup vocals took me out again. I could get that. I could absolutely get that. Yep. This is like yep. I wrote it down. If they strip this down a bit. I'd have probably liked it a lot more. You know what? That's a fair statement. That is, and I think it would have gone over better with the public if it was stripped down more, but it's Roger Waters. He's overproducing it. And, you know, there's a lot of sound. I mean, again, I'm a sound effects dude, right? I love that shit. Like, give me ambience, give me things, but there's too much. Yeah, it's, he's he's throwing everything. (sighs) And like, it's, it's frustrating. It's frustrating at times. Like again, bravery, bravery being out of range. It's great. I wish he'd rein in the the lyrics a bit and tightened them up, uh, stripped out, stripped it about out of, down a bit. But he didn't. So we're kind of stuck with this. Mm, okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm I'm not disagreeing. I won't disagree with that because again, I do think that there was better ways of making this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I do like there there's some really there in for all the wordiness in here. There's some really clever things in here. Yep. And oh, there's I some, agree. Yeah. I agree, Paul. Now the lyrics are good. It gets a bit much though, just when you I, can't fit I told, the amount of words into the melody, yep. you're kind of running into problems. Well, and I told you I would tell you when this came up. This is where I stop with the album. 
No, oh, you don't. You don't care for the Copacabana song coming up. Joe, this is this is where I go. Yep, this five things right here. This is a cohesive, short concept album that's anti-war, brings out the things of religion. This is all this needed to be. Just this an EP. Just, just an EP. Just a, just a. I'm this ranting. Thing, this is one of the longer albums I've picked, Paul, at over an hour. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it didn't. It, it need didn't to be. need to be that long. It didn't know this is typically where I turn it off. These five songs, these five songs, minus maybe what God wants part three. Yeah, because that's my oh, that's my favorite song on the yep. album. Yep, and I and I can get that. And I can, the my problem is it's so buried that again, if it was more front loaded, like these five songs, like if it went right into like if he would have done something smart like he used to do, which was part one, you know, part two first, then part three, then part <laughs> one, you know, do your fucking weird shit that you do, Roger Waters, and your weird way of fucking counting. Yeah. Put this as song, put what God wants part three, song six, you are done. You yeah. And this, the album. This and is one the of those album. albums that really needed to be tightened up. Mm, God. Because. I mean, if you look at it, it's like, even, you know, I'm obviously going to compare it to his work with Floyd, but it's those are tight. Mm-hmm. Dark side up and, you know, the wall. I can see people, the argument. It rambles a bit. I don't think it does, but yep. I'm, I'm a huge fan of it. So I'm going to be obviously biased. Yep. Up until the final, even the final cut feels tight compared to this. And final cuts a lot like this with the sparsity of it. Yes. But like the lit, the words, Joe, this feels, they're, so, they're not all over the map. And like, there's not a billion of them coming at you at once in that. So you can actually take in what he's saying. Well, and the album gives off the vibe and the feel of a multicolored, multi-thread frayed fucking jacket from the 70s there's too much it's there's too many things it's not tight it doesn't it doesn't come across clean it comes across worn tired come across coherent that's right right because it's again a jacket from the 70s it's not gonna it's fucking (laughs) disco and coke um so (laughs) shouldn't the coke like sharpen you up a bit dude did you see what people were wearing the the fucking no the coke wasn't sharpening anybody up um (laughs) (laughs) no no we have proof that it doesn't um so yeah that's my prop like you you're nailing it like it is frayed it is all over the place it is loose and it's oh, and oddly enough, it's overproduced to the point where, I mean, fuck, this is giving fucking Phil Spector a run for his money on his wall of sound, man. <laughs> yeah, and it's like it, you know, and you read up like on the old Floyd albums where him and Gilmer would battle over how product how it sounded in the production, and they would come to a compromise, and I think that's what worked with those. Mm-hmm. And then you'd have a, a a producer who'd be like, all right, we're going to kind of meet both of you guys halfway here. And yeah. that's what worked. And like, he doesn't have that anymore. <laughs> He's just like, I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want. I'm Roger Waters. And like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so we go now, you know, this is where the album uh, takes hard left. Oh, dude, this is, I get, I, I, dude, I, I have nice, my nice notes. 
starts to kind of fall apart. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, you get the crickets chirping, the old acoustic guitar comes out. Oh. I wrote, reminds me I could just be listening to the wall. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then I, here's this. Paul, oh, this is my, man, this is not a song. It's just him saying shit over a guitar. <laughs> it's all it is. It's, it's, you know, that's all it is. <laughs> it's like this Barry Manilow Copacabana, like. <laughs> Standing at the window. The going a farmer's wife in Oxshire glances at the clock. It's nearly time for tea. What are you, what is, what am I, what are you doing? What is this? Shut the fuck up. Next. <laughs> and, then, and then it ends with tribal drums. And like, here's the thing. I like, I love that he's using like tribal drums and kind of like little beat drums on here. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't hate. 100% hate this album, but I'm, I'm like 95% hate this album. But, and it goes it's tribal drums and chanting. And I'm like, oh, okay, we're going to do something interesting. And then you hear the baby crying. And then you hear the missile shoot and and then straight from the fucking wall, Paul. And I've yeah. got pissed off. It's no. the end of In the Flesh going into the thin ice. Yep. No, it does. And it, But I will say again, there's things in here lyrically that if it was done right would work again i understand a bit yeah i i see what you're trying to say rotter's like but right now i feel like you're on a manic streak and no one's letting you like no one's rain like this feels incredibly manic yeah and how someone in a manic phase would write and like no one's like whoa hey dude slow it down he Uh, was on a lot of coke paul it reminds me of like talking to somebody on a lot of coke like just five billion different ideas going on you're like wait what mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the coke seemed to be the richard wright's thing and not roger water so i don't know what's going on well and what's and what's and that's the coke interesting Cabana song paul yeah <laughs> i felt like i should have popped on my one of my hawaiian shirts dude, 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 it wasn't the copa see rogers thought it was the coca cabana in the coca um but no it, it it comes down to yeah i mean this is coke the album <laughs> and i've heard he was coke on the it album. he was just like he just had there's five verses i think he feels like it it's frustrating to listen to and i'm i have a feeling of, I don't know. Like he calls us one of his greats, but it's just like this. <laughs> Talk pros and cons. Not I, animals. <laughs> well, and I think if you're trying, the final cut, this, this if, you, if you're trying to say it's one of your best preachy things you've ever done, okay, I'll I give you that. He, I think that's probably. <laughs> yeah. I, I think he's got to be, man, this is really when I stuck it to everyone about my, about war and world and religion but, and politics. But it's not. Like, you're all over the map in one song. Dude, you're you not sticking it to anybody because nobody can follow your fucking logic. And the thing is, you did it really good in Animals. Nobody, the, the, the context was not lost on anyone <laughs> in Animals, oh. dude. No, we all understood what the fuck you were saying and you did it better. Yeah, same um, with, uh, dark side with money. Uh, oh yeah, us and them. <laughs> well, and dark side's such a great album about mental illness, anyways. Yeah, that yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah. Society, yeah. capitalism with money and shit like that. You know, war with us and them. Like, yep. He's like he's again. He's treading ground. He's already tread yeah. before. Hundred like, percent. And it's just like, 
dude, we get it. Like, that's what you write about. Stop. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then there's a part two. Oh, my God. Way too wordy again. Uh, it's not much of a song. It's just him rambling. It is just him rambling. And it my really note is. for this was, worst tendencies were not reined in. And I said, it yeah, fits, but not musically interesting. Like, I get why it's a part two, but what's the point? Yeah, you could have cut it. Yeah. yeah. It's not You're, adding anything. There's, there's nothing here. I mean, and I get Oh, that hey boy you're a hero i'm like oh dude that's final cut mm-hmm. like like yeah uh, and like the trumpets and th- <laughs> mm-hmm. all right so paul you're going to too much rope oh. and my note right away is it's pretty racist i wrote down it's pretty racist i also said at least and i also said it's very pros and cons. We're mm-hmm. bringing up the Ferrari. We're talking about the era. He doesn't let the Ferrari go either. No, he, he doesn't. He, he doesn't. Let the Ferrari go, Roger. I don't know why you're obsessed with this Ferrari. Yeah. Yeah. Outside and the it, fact that Nick Mason probably was like a big car guy. Yeah. He's, just, he's trying to stick it to him. I don't know. Maybe, but I always thought Nick Mason was like the one that everyone was kind of cool with. Uh, um, I, I, <laughs> I don't think anybody was cool with Roger in the 80s, Paul. Like, they, him and Nick made up, but I think at this time, <laughs> nobody in the crew was talking to Roger. But, I mean, and if you remember in Pros and Cons of Hitchhiking, and he bring, there's a song called Arabs with Knives at the Foot of the Bed. That's a fucking song title. And this reminds me a lot of that, like, you know, talking, you know, the case of Rasra, the Ferrari, um, you know, oh, tears my eyes, the Muslim, the Christian, Mullah, the Pope. And it's just like, you know, and I get what you're saying. Like, yeah, you know what? In your eyes, the human race is done. You've, you've made that point in Radio Chaos. You're you're hammering on it here. You, you're, it, it, it's, you brought it in the final cut, man. Two sons in the sunset. <laughs> Right, and it, and it, I get it. That's your metaphor, and I really think that's just because his world collapsed when Pink Floyd fell apart. So there's some really bitter things here. So because his world fell apart, he's bitter, he's angry, he's looking at the world and going, it's gone far enough. There's no more point to any of it. It's very dry drunk. Mm-hmm. It's very dry drunk. It's dry. It's not Coke the album. It's now dry drunk the album, man. Yeah, so he took another left turn. Ball. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it's like we always talk about how we like left turns, but I think maybe this one had too many for us. It's every fucking song. <laughs> every song's another left turn. Every song, yeah. ball. You're not giving me that. T- you're not. You're, it, 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 it's like working for that company where like the company will be like, okay, we're going to do this. And like next week they're like, by the way, change of plans. We're going to start doing this. Okay. Then a week later, it's actually, no, now we had another meeting and we want to do. And I work for companies like that. And it's so whiplash. And that's the thing. You can't get your footing on this album. And again, I agree. We both do agree with the sentiments of the things that he's saying. It's just a better way. Of, it could oh, have been executed so much better. Plus, so much better. Let's talk the Asian slurs and uh, the hard oh, J's. Oh boy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Joe. I mean, it's there. It's, it's there. Good. And I get yeah. it. Like people will be like, it's from the character's point. Like I don't know who the character is because this is not a coherent album like The Wall. Uh, 
Exactly. Or like and we understand what Pink got to that point. You know, mm. he shut himself off and became a monster. Mm. We don't get that here. And if we did, it's in the subtext. And I guess I'd have to be like Charlie from It's Always Sunny with the fucking whiteboard trying to follow all the threads here. And uh, it's not a good enough album for me to do that. I agree. I agree. I agree. It does have a Gilmer-esque solo, though. It does. It has a very Gilmer-esque solo. I like how we don't even call him Gilmore anymore. He's just no, Gilmer. Gilmer. He's just Gilmer. Gilmer! Get in here, Gilmer! Well, I'm going to, like, from now on, I'm just going to call him Roger. Yeah, that's fine. Roger. 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 And Gilmer. <laughs> it's, you, you get to the point where, like, you can just trash your fucking heroes, and you should. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm starting to suspect that, you know... <laughs> The only solo works of a Floyd member I enjoy, Sid Barrett, at this point. <laughs> and he wasn't—he wasn't even mentally. There. He wasn't even mentally there. He didn't know where he was. That's so sad. Next, we get what God wants, part, part two. two. Now, uh, so it's getting more aggressive. So I'm starting to like it more because it's getting less white guy blues. Yes, yes. It's getting more aggressive. But here's the thing: now it sounds like a song from the wall. I, very much. And like so, so, you have the people go shouting, "What God wants!" It's the exact same thing from the wall when they're going, "Pink Floyd, Pink," F-, and yep. then it goes into "Hammer, Hammer." It's it, he's just going to his bag of tricks, man. And, and and this was hinted to in the very beginning parts of "What God Wants" Part One, but it wasn't in your face because it had all the other things. But it was the brief thing was there where it had that wall where it's like they're opening a door and you're hearing a chant and then it stops. And Mm -hmm. I think he's like, oh, too soon. (laughs) Too soon. I'll do it later. (laughs) And then they won't think it's the same. So this is like, I like this and I like part Mm -hmm. three. I like part three the best out of all of them. Part three is really good. Part three is Let's get to part three because. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because it start again, it sounds like echoes at the beginning. It's, it's unabashedly he's doing that ding ding yeah and yeah. then like the does the basically sounds like the opening riff to breathe yep you know and then and then he gets all wordy again yeah. and it's fine because i'm all right and, you know at this point I, I just have to live with it and i like what he's you know what he's saying again i like what he's saying and the, the references to the monkey because that's part <laughs> you know, and maybe we're going rambling back into the fucking concept again. I don't know, Paul. Well, and I, I think we all know who the monkey was. And um, it's, you know, it's like, okay. But because, um, I mean, it, we we had two monkey presidents because <laughs> they mm-hmm. both look like a monkey. So we realize the yeah. president that he is, the American president he is referring to in this in this album. Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter, that fucking history's that fuck. greatest monster. <laughs> <laughs> He's history's greatest monster. <laughs> uh, this is a good song. So, like, like if I made a mix, I'd, I'd probably put this one on it. I could. I'm get, not gonna make a Roger Water. I'm not. Gonna no, I'm not either. I'm not either. But then again, the outro loses me. Like now, who's yeah. Nelly? 
And it, <laughs> it's, all, it's all there. Then it's the concept. <laughs> now I'm just going to be like, I pretend I understand what the concept is, and I'm going to just get angry at you for not following. Joe, Joe, Joe. It's like when Chuck and Rufus showed up, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> <laughs> oh, somebody got Nelly, the nosy neighbor, showing up. What the fuck are you doing here, you OG? Um, like I, it's yeah, it's just. Whoa, boy. But yeah, I really and this one does feel more coherent in what he's trying to say. Right. Um, But again, I feel like I'm starting to think that what God wants started off as a track that he just didn't use on the wall. I'm, I'm, thinking, start, I'm starting to suspect that. I, I, I would apt, I, I would completely agree with that. Probably not with this title or whatever, but it feels like it. It was a definitely has wall vibes on it. It feels like a song that would come in vibes. between waiting for the worms and run like hell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Joe. 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 Hey, Joe. Hey, Joe. <laughs> hey, Joe. What the fuck is Don Henley doing here? I fucking I hate Don Henley so much. I hate the Eagles so much. Joe, Joe, Joe. This is my note. I don't even like Don Henley, and I feel like this was a waste of his time. Oh my god, this is such a bad song. It's such a bad song, and I could just picture Don Henley like in the studio, being like, "Yeah, I'm working with like getting called in. I'm going to work with Roger Waters," and he's in there like just sad face, like oh god, like like Ben Affleck in an interview about Batman sad face. Oh, absolutely, Paul. Like you get to zoom in and just hello darkness, my old friend. <laughs> well, you can check out any time, but you can never leave. Paul. <laughs> You're in the we... studio with Roger Waters, <laughs> and he was in there for like eighteen hours, and he's just going, "This is my hotel, California. I fucking he's died." This hotel, California. <laughs> Dude, it's so bad. In the studio, it's... Roger Waters is worse than a cocaine addiction. Oh. Dude, it's so bad. It's a bad song, Paul. It's, uh, uh, it's racist. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so he dragged Don Henley into his racial tirades. Dude, he's completely fetishizing <laughs> an entire population with this fuck. I mean, okay, David Bowie, let's be real, had his dark racist face, okay? Woo, this makes this look like Christmas. <laughs> Paul, Paul, he, he drank the dumbass from the Eagles into a racist song. <laughs> That's probably how he lured him in. I don't, I don't want to be feeling bad for Don fucking Henley. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not going to feel bad for Don Henley. I'm sure it's more like this. I don't know, Roger. It's racist. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> Don't don't sue me, Don Henley. That's a joke. Oh, he's prone to suing people. <laughs> I know he is. That son of a bitch. Um, yeah, Joe. Wow. I mean, what happened? Had... We were one of the boys of summer, Paul. You just get <laughs> litigious. <laughs> son of a bitch. I tanked our fucking podcast that we make no money on. Um, <laughs> you ruined us. <laughs> you ruined us. Joe, I mean, this is this is. Yeah. I I I've said a lot of things. I'm not even gonna. You you guys want to know what the lyrics are? 
there is an enduring quality. Like you can look at it from a lens and go, well, that's not so bad. But <laughs> you can look at it from another lens and go, oh. <laughs> Especially when you listen to other Water Waters things about the Japanese culture. <laughs> this this has more of the Oh, vibe more for of it. the not now, John. <laughs> yeah, this is more of the not now. This is not an ode to love, I don't feel like. This is more of a I can say things. And I feel like this is more of a, well, if I sing it like this, it's not bad. <laughs> like, if I have Don Henley with me. <laughs> Don Henley with me, fuck. I'll soften the blow. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure he tried to get Brian Wilson. From, but Brian Wilson said, nah, it's not racist enough. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna get everyone suing us on this podcast. Yeah. Um, All right, let's get to three wishes, Paul. Oh God, do we have to? Oh fuck, I hate this song. Yeah. I, well, here's the thing. I like the idea of the song. Yeah. It's a you know like you know it's it's a pretty simple premise of you know. Mm. <laughs> it's just it's so poorly executed. Uh, I did like the vocal effect on the genie character. Absolutely. Yes, I will give but you that. But it's the 80s production I wrote. Oh. <laughs> the 80s production is, and this is 92, Paul. I know. It feels like it's 92. <laughs> it sounds like something off the Miami Vice song. It does. It does. It does. <laughs> you just put this along Smuggler's Blues. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and 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 I and my note said this would have worked with a prose and hitchhock, a hitchhiking style, where you got it fast paced, you had a guitar work, and you had Rodgers kind of going with a with a thing with it. But it doesn't. Again, I see what he's trying to do. I love the premise, but the execution. Yeah. Jesus Christ. You oh. belly flopped. Yeah, <laughs> no, he went on the dive board, diving board. He told everybody's going to do this spectacular dive. And he just flopped right on his stomach. He flopped right on his stomach and then let out a giant His stomach fart. is blood red. Then he got out of the pool and just let one rip. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. There's a bird in the pool. It wasn't just a fart. It wasn't just the fart. Bill Murray at that one was like, that's no baby Ruth. Um, yeah, it's it's so bad. It's so bad. Um, yeah, where the hell's the lamp sucker? Jesus Christ. Oh, God damn it. Joe. <sighs> and then we get It's a Miracle, and I just wrote down, I hate this. Yeah. Um, I hate this musically. I fucking hate this. I hate. I this. said it. It just reminds me of something from the final cut that probably got cut because it was so boring. It, and that's the thing. It is boring, and we're bringing out Lloyd Webb again. We're talking about all these the Omaha and like, fuck, man. Uh, yeah, Lloyd Webber. Yeah, <laughs> waters. Is accused of plagiarizing music from Echoes. For <laughs> sure. Are you sure? Yeah. Roger, that's you're a, such a petty asshole. He really is. That's a bull move, Cotton. Let's see how that works for him. Oh, it didn't. Because um, no one listened to the song. Yeah. And then you get Amused to Death. And I, I said, okay. 
This is not a bad song. I, it's not a bad song. It's not. It also feels like it could have been on the final cut. Yeah, it felt like that, or it felt like, because, um, uh, again, I do like um, Radio Chaos, and this has the ending of Radio Chaos feel to it. And this is very what I feel like this is how Roger Waters typically ends yeah. his albums is on this vibe. And, and he reined it in a bit. And I wrote my notes, see? Keeping it simple works, Dingleberry. <laughs> Roger yeah. Waters. And, I, and, and, and again, the backing vocals on this one work for the style. Yeah, I that agree. Is. Yeah. I don't hate backing vocals. I hate when they're do- doing the heavy lifting because the guy couldn't fucking stop putting heaters down his throat. <laughs> Dude, back off of the smoking. All right. Jesus. Well, he didn't. He fucked, man. His voice sounds like shit. He's a singer. <laughs> Not my fault. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm just saying. I mean, back off. But no, it's it, this is this is again, you know, like I like and the, and the, and his vocals do work a little bit more in this one. Like, excuse me, ma'am, this species has a muse, and it it again, this is what you expect in a Roger Waters solo or a Roger Waters work. This again, this is very radio chaos to me. This has the vibes of certain things off of pros and cons of hitchhiking again if it had been the first five songs what god wants part three with this is a closer i think we'd still be talking about this album in a positive light or this yeah, ep I mean, in a positive like a, light <laughs> well we we'd probably be talking about a lo- slightly more positive but it's, even with all that it's still not again it, it, it's it's not great but again what uh, Radio chaos isn't great. It, like I said before, it's middling. I'm uh, any any anything that any of the anyone from Pink Floyd did, arguably after the wall slash or final cut, depending. Even people, final cuts kind of rambling too. Ex, ex, and that's my point. Some people, the wall is the is is the tipping point. Some people, the final cut is the tipping point. Yeah, I think How, the wall is like they're firing. On all cylinders, cylinders, they're and yeah. final and final cuts the death knell, right? It's yeah. the death rattle. Yeah, that's how I feel about it. Yeah. But my point is, is that after that, no one from Pink Floyd independently put out anything worth a damn, yeah, except maybe a couple of songs off the division bell that were the most cohesive and worked. Yeah. I do high hopes. I, I'll stand by that. I think high hopes is a, a good. I love high hopes. I love um in uh what is it turning the inside out? Yeah. When 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 they hire back um Rick Wright and he actually sings. So I, I do I love yeah, he's Rick singing Wright. again and yes, 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 yes. So I, that's the thing I missed after Dark Side was they went from three vocalists to two to one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one and a half because on the and final I, cut, Gilmer said he, he has to sing the racist song. <laughs> <laughs> you sing it, Gilmer. I'm not fucking doing it. Fuck you, Raggy. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, there is a few songs off off of, like I said, um, off of Division Belt that yeah. work for me. Right, where I like some of the instrumentals off of Endless River too. See, I, 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 I like Endless River because it reminded me of Obscured by Clouds. I love Obscured by Clouds. I will admit, I think at that point when Endless River came out, I was just like done, and I just you know I was like, uh, 
And I was like, nothing's ever going to get my expectations of what a new Floyd album was, you know, and, and it was fine. But to me, it, it was, a, it, it reminded me of what could have been. Yeah. And I think that's why it was depressing to me. It was like, okay. It was kind of, half finished. And there's only one song with vocals on it, which <clears throat> given <laughs> Gilmer and Polly Sampson's inability to write interesting lyrics, I, I'm happy because like the vocal, the ones <laughs> vocal on that, that album is fucking terrible. Yeah. I like yeah. the instrument. Like I like hearing Gilmer and Richard Wright and Nick interacting musically. That's why I, I compared it to obscured by clouds. Cause there's instrumentals yep. on obscured by clouds. I love them interacting. And that's part of the, it's a huge part of the magic of Floyd. It is. <laughs> I'm it not is. taking away from Roger. He wrote the most important lyrics and gave it life. And <laughs> And he but, had the back. He had, he had the band to support the weight of yeah, it, yeah. and that's what everyone lost. The the fact it's it's it, that you had one of the most. I mean, arguably, one of the most talented set of people. Yeah, and and then they all got sucked up in their own fucking assholes, and it just became imploded. <laughs> it, it just imploded, and then they're like, "Well, we can do it without the other." And you realize, no, no, no. No, you can't. Gilmer, you were never a good lyricist. Wright, I do like some of the lyrical work that Wright did in early Pink Floyd, but yeah. he hadn't flexed that muscle in fucking 20, 30 years, and you expected yeah. him to do it on two, nail it on two albums, and you didn't even give him the fucking song on one of them? <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> Fuck you! Yeah, it's... <laughs> yeah, it's... Again, they, they were the sum of all the parts, and I, they... It, just like separately, they none of them really worked as well. Yeah. Uh, again, you know, like I like pros and cons, but would it have been better as a Floyd album? Absolutely. Hundred percent. No doubt. Would momentary lapse of recent sound have been better with or division valve? Well, I was thinking about this when listening to this. <clears throat> if you combine that, a lot of the elements I like on this and the division bell, and that was a Floyd album. That would, I think it would have been a great last album yeah yeah but i mean <laughs> but you know everybody crawled up their own assholes and now we're stuck with uh unfortunately a lot of mediocre horseshit and one terrible album called <laughs> momentary lapse of reason and one horseshit album called amused to death <laughs> i mean like i just i don't like either of them at this point paul well, and again, I can, I, I was things. on team Roger for so long. You were, I have to admit it. I was on team Roger for a long time. Um, uh, and then he just went ballistic. He went fucking crazy. Um, but I'm I, looking I, back at the, and it's just, it's just not that good. Like there's moments of really good stuff on here, but I can't, you can't sustain an album with just little moments. No, no, no. And again, you, 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 you Roger needed to realize, and he just never did and never will because of just where he is egotistically. Every one of them. Every fucking one they're, of them. They're all egotistical. They're right? all egotistical. And I don't, know, I don't know about Nick Mason. He always just seemed like the all right guy. <laughs> that, that, that's what I'm saying. You just kind of seem like the guy's like, yeah, wait, I'm, I'm doing yeah, it. I'm here. All right. I'm here. I'm here. 
only and, guy in the band who's played on all the albums. Exactly. Yeah. I'm just, dude, I'm just here, back here playing the drums. Don't worry. I got you. I'm your Huckleberry. Um, and he did stuff for like Gilmer's solo. And I think he did stuff for um, Wright did a solo thing. And I think even at one point he and Roger were on stage together. Um, I could be wrong about that, but I believe the Walter, they were. He had, Roger had brought Gilmer out for Comfortably Numb. Yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, they have these moments where they. For money terms, and then it just for, <laughs> the these, these flare up, man. <laughs> well, supposedly for the most communist and non-capitalistic members, they sure do a lot of things when it comes to money. Um, <laughs> you got that right, <laughs> fucking pricks. Um, how, many, how many reissues of Dark Side of the Moon are they going to keep cranking up? They just they just cranked out a new version of Animals, and I can't tell the fucking difference with it. Um, <laughs> it sounds a little cleaner. That's all I got. The, 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 right. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. The dust is off the fucking tape. Okay. Yeah. And that's all I kind of got from it. <laughs> oh, fuck. So, yeah, I just, I just think that it's whatever. And so, Joe, what was, what happened after? Do we know what happened after Amuse to Death and kind of what the reception it was and things oh, like that? Oh, yeah. So, you got some people like, all right, all music described the album as a masterpiece in the sense that it brings together all of his obsessions to one grand but unwieldy package. I think that's a little too kind. It's a little too kind, but I can see as of like you're writing a, a thing and you want to keep your job. Sure. I can, I can read wrote the album shows waters that is most bleakly inspired since the cautionary parable of the wall. I don't think so. I don't think so. You're trying to keep your job. Go <laughs> Los on. Los Angeles times was less favorable. Right. And the result is blurred structure, partly improved by the moving, by the moving old soldier's tale. Waters uses a framing device, too much repetition in a certain distance, distance and over intellectualization, which, there's a better way of me from me saying it's too wordy. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Overall, there's a dearth of good old pop rock appeal that's always lifted the better Pink Floyd records. A negative review from the Chicago Tribune wrote, self-importance doesn't equal for a fun to treat. <laughs> the world's most mind-blowing engineering could cover up the deterioration of water singing in melodic sense since his days with Floyd. Oh, that's... Yeah, I mean, they're not wrong. Show me the lie. Yeah. Show me the lie. I'll give you that, Chicago. You're, you're not wrong. And I'm sure you got in trouble for fucking posting that one. So in the legacy, in a review of the 2015 remastering, which I listened to for this, yep, journalist G.C. Mackick III of Spectrum Culture wrote, not every album can be a masterpiece, but Waters has stayed and amused to death as an underrated effort that serves as a third part to Dark Side of the Moon and the Wall, but is nowhere near those other albums. The 2015 remastering makes it a good-sounding album, but that's just not the kind of infinitely listenable album that Waters is capable of creating. Agreed. And wow, no, fuck my life. Oh, Joe, no, no. Again, I, I as we were listening to it, and I remember, like, hey, I like that album. But then I remembered after track five, I didn't like the album, and I forgot how long of an album. Nine minute song, six minute song, yeah. six minute song, and a lot of it is just of nothing. It, you know. 
I've said this numerous times in this podcast. When I got into uh, comedy writing and things like that, my mentor said to me, "You got to be prepared to kill your 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 favorite child. If someone comes to you and says this is the thing that you love, but it's the thing that's not working with the audience, you have to be mentally prepared and stable enough to get rid of it to make it something that is palatable to an audience." And Roger. Uh, can't fucking do that and the thing is is that these guys are gonna die in the next fucking two three years and they're gonna go to their fucking graves being egotistical babies and never fucking realize that just how in their own assholes they got Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah and i mean and the, you look at the personnel listing on this fucking thing dude it's long it's, it's long it's just I didn't even know there's that many people on this album. It doesn't seem like <laughs> Randy Jackson's on the album, dude. Everybody was on this album. Um <laughs> Randy Jackson, literally everybody. <laughs> literally everybody. Randy <laughs> Don Henley. Okay, all right, all right, all right. You had Jeff Beck. You had Randy Johnson. You had um Patrick Leonard. Um, who worked a lot with Madonna. You had the guy from fucking Procol um, Harlem on the Michael fucking Kamen. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael Kane. Connection there, too. Y- yep, yep, yep. You had um, yeah, Tim Pierce. Um, you had um, fucking BJ Cole. You had um, the, uh, the, um, uh, the Toto, uh, Luckanther. Uh, on the you got screaming album. kids. Yep, you had screaming kids on the album. Uh, you had Chicago on the album. Um, you had James. You had a guy that worked with James Taylor on the album. You had, <laughs> yeah, that's a real. I was just. I mean, that's this, a real get. I, <laughs> dude, that's what I'm saying. Like, like, like he had the keyboardist who worked with the Who and. Bob Marley on the fucking album. Uh, <laughs> they got the harmonica player who once bumped into Bob Dylan. Yeah, dude. Pretty much every, every member. I think every member minus the lead singer of Toto was on this album. Um, you had five backup singers. Um, uh, no, I'm sorry. Six backup singers. Uh, come on, you Don Henley, you Don Henley, you're you're the wife of fucking Chris Christopherson. What the fuck are you doing? What the fuck are you doing? (laughs) Just invite everybody in. Because everybody's in. Everybody, you're on here. And the thing is, is that you had Toto, Toto. Toto, he keeps saying Toto like that's like a thing. Like, I don't like Joe. I'd be embarrassed to have Toto. No, 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 no. They did the Dune soundtrack, sir. They did the score to Dune. No, you had Toto on here and you you did not have the mixing. What is wrong with you? You had Toto in here. I don't care. (laughs) You can take, you could go to hell with that statement, sir. (laughs) You can go to hell with that statement. I am a giant Toto fan. I know. (laughs) That's the most interesting thing you've ever told me. (laughs) 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 I don't know if I can talk to you. Joe, Joe, you and I are going to go bless the rains in Africa, sir, and you're going to see the light. (laughs) 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 And then we're going to have a dune marathon. Joe, hey Joe, hey Joe, it's, would you recommend a Musa Death? 
Would I recommend Amusedat? <laughs> Would you recommend Amusedat? No. <laughs> it's not a good album. Like Roger has a lot of good material out there. This is a. It's not even a mixed bag. It's just there's maybe like two or three songs that you know throw it on a mix or whatever. But the rest of it is just it's just drivel. Mm-hmm. Paul, I, yeah. Paul. Yeah, Joe. <laughs> Would you recommend Amused to Death by Roger Waters? <laughs> Part of me wants to be so good train right now. Uh, <laughs> uh, the album, though, there are certain songs on here, I, I, again, are on playlists. What uh, What God Wants, um, Part 1, um, Part 3, um, Bravery of Being Out of Range. Um, I really do enjoy Bravery Being Out of Range. That is a really, really good song, in my opinion. Um, but as a fucking album, no. God, no. Jesus Christ. Joe, I was struggling doing this one. I, I really was. was. <laughs> I was. By the by, by the time watching TV uh, get, gets on, I am like, my, I am, my eyes are glazed over, and I just want to be done, and I want to go. I don't want to listen to it anymore, but I fucking have to. There's times um, I just shut it off and just went back to it later. Like, see, I'm like, I'm tired of this shit. I can't do that. Um, and I, I know I should. I know I should. But I, I don't. When I, when, I, when I do things for this album, I do things methodically because I'm a creature of habit and, 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 and methodicalness. Um, and I have to listen to it as the album because that's how I'm, I'm reviewing it. Um, at least that's my narrative of it. Um, <sighs> Joe, that's enough. That is enough. Do you have plugs, sir? No. No. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> You know, Roger Waters seems a little racist, Paul. <laughs> I'm going to say it. I was going to bring up things from fucking watching TV, and I'm not going to. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of racism on this album. Like, it's very flaunty, um, and it's rough. And you got to, again, there's times you got to look at your heroes and go, I get the message you're saying, but you're a shitty fucking vehicle for it. Um all right. Well, Joe, we did a um, fan request last time. Annie messaged me and was very happy with our take on it. Was very, very pleased. She thought it was a very, very funny, very informative podcast. So I'm always happy when we can please a fan. Uh, we have another fan request that we are doing. <laughs> and we are, we, are, we are doing a band or really an artist from my understanding. I don't know anything about this person other than I was like, what's the album? And I looked a little into it. We are doing uh, an artist or a band called cave town. And the album we are doing is called lemon boy. So it took me a little bit to find on my YouTube music, but it is there. Um, and, uh, that is what, what's it called? It's the band's cave town. Yeah. And it's lemon boy. Fuck. It's not on there. (laughs) It's not on my Amazon music. What kind of, kind of, kind of, kind of shit are you getting me into here, Paul? (laughs) 
Joe. God damn it. Joe, fuck off, man. I already feel old enough. Um, this is some. Fuck, is we have to like sign up for TikTok to hear this? <laughs> I think it's a TikTok artist. I think it's another TikTok artist. Um, I found it on YouTube. I found it on, on uh, I'll, I'll send it to you if I need to. Um, but, uh, yeah, like I said, it took me a little bit of getting it. Um, oh God, I'm already, <laughs> I'm seeing a little preview for the, for the lemon boy official music video. I'm already pissed off. <laughs> 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 you son of a bitch. Well, well, the, the, the person who requested it, um, is cocaine bear fan number one. So, <laughs> <laughs> God, that's what we're getting into here. Get your so, shit together, Paul. I used to take the request, man. I don't say no unless we agree we're not going to do it. Um, <laughs> and and we've we've we, we've had discussions offline, but this fell within the criteria, sir. This is an album. It's a full length album. It was released. There is a thing there. It falls. Say that, but it's not on Amazon Music. So oh, I think you're lying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not lying. Amazon's like, I've never heard of this before. Like, yeah, all right, Paul. <laughs> dude, dude i was i i don't trust bezos sense of sensibility when it comes to music either though um i i, I found a playlist I, I found a playlist and i will i will say <laughs> i'm right. gonna report that so i don't have to listen to it <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna get pulled from youtube oh. for copyright infringement <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's official music videos for at least one of the songs. So, you know, um, it's a thing. Um, but yes, so we'll be doing that. And we now have two more requests ahead of that, Joe. So it's going to be a while before well, I, mean, I, think I get to my picks. That. <laughs> I am the one that has to. It's going to be a while to, before I, we... get to, I have my free will to pick whatever you else do, you do. You do. You Here's do. Death part two, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Racism, the album. Um, wonderful. <laughs> can I say? Can I say that at this point, I just really want to jump back in the fucking R. Kelly and just fucking live in that hole for a little while. Yeah, God, that was that was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Holy fuck! Yeah, I could talk Just about. Give me pimp. Give me pimp Lucius, man. Bring me pimp Lucius. I could talk about uh, Rosie the nosy neighbor all day. Oh, that spatula! What's she gonna do with dude? That? Oh, what's she gonna man. do with that spatula? Oh, they got guns. What's she gonna do with that spatula against them guns? You real OG, Rosie. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god uh, I have the gun But I'm not leaving <laughs> What What? This is a thing Oh my god Joe So okay Well yeah, That's that's what we got And godding it's half the battle 
<laughs> I guess. I don't yeah, I, I don't know either. Uh, any last words, thoughts, things on uh, on him? No, no, I'm, I'm good, Paul. I'm good. All right. Um, well, Joe. So it's it's Lemon Boy. It's Lemon Boy by Cave Town. Cave Town, yeah. Mm-hmm. Doesn't exist, but all right. And <laughs> making up fucking bullshit. That's what I do. It's what I do. All right, sir. Uh, do you want to take us out? No. Did we love you? Did we hate you? Do you even care? Yes, you did. We're the best damn review team out there. How did we rate your album?